0: Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Fired Up Radio. I am your host Anthony Hansen and today it is Friday which means it is for Final Thoughts Friday. I am so happy to be with you guys today. Now forgive me if I cut in and out. I'm a bit under the weather. Um, nothing serious. Just a little bit of, you know, change of seasons blues and a little bit of congestion here and a little dry cough there. Nothing too serious. Thank God. But uh, but yeah, um, outside of that, you know, today has been something interesting. And, and I always say that because of this. Because we just finished going through a good portion of the book of James. We're 80% done. We got one more chapter to go. And it's interesting because we're taught in chapter three about the power of the tongue. We are. We're taught that you have not because you've asked not. We've been taught that whatever you sow is what you'll reap. And as I go about doing my work, in all transparency, my goal at the end of the day is not to become famous or anything like that based off a podcast and recordings but my big thing is wanting to become an auto tech. And, you know, I listened to a guy, Ken Coleman from the Ramsey Network from time to time, and he's, he's toted as, Americans, as America's career coach. Cool, figure out what he had to say. His main thing is, is that when you find out what you love to do, Find out how you can get to it to where all of a sudden you could be doing what you love. Me, I enjoy getting my hands dirty working on cars. And that's when I came to the realization, All right, let me go ahead and try to apply to dealerships or you know, auto stores. You know, maybe they can help me get to where I want to be. That's to not just be a a certified tech but to also um, get to a Point where I could potentially own my own shop, you know, because that's what I want to do. And what I wound up doing initially was to a, I- was that know, I found a know, spot the to where we work hand in hand with dealerships and with independent shops. I worked for a auto Keep warehouse. Right. I work for an auto warehouse where we deliver. Auto parts, obviously, everything wow. except for engine and transmission to engine and transmission, with the exception of those two parts and the chassis, um, to dealerships and mom and pop shops. So I get to work close with dealerships and independent shops and whatnot. But there's multiple divisions within this company that I'm a part of. You got uh, the part of the company that works closely with restoring owner the owners' vintage and classic vehicles. That's one. Another division is where we work on get preparing uh, uh, um, first responders' vehicles ready to go and equipped with all the lights and the tent and the computer system and stuff like that. So I, I thought, and then there's a division I work, I work hand in hand with, and that's delivering parts to dealerships and independent shops and seeing these people one-on-one in the parts department and on the, and on the, the floor. So a while ago, I talked to my boss or to one of my many bosses and I mentioned to him about working in the division to where we work on first responder vehicles. And how and then today and this was back earlier in the summertime. Then all of a sudden today, because he's at a spot where I deliver where I delivered to, that's one of the branches of the company. And he goes then asked me if I was still interested to move to the location to where this first responders department was. And I told them, at the end of the day, my main goal is to work on vehicles. And this is an avenue that I get to take in order to get towards that. Then yeah, I I I would like to transfer there if possible after I'm done with my first year. And we got to talking today after what I shared with them almost six months ago on top of that, in everything that I do, I may just about the company in various aspects, but I'm very respectful. I honor each and every person that I work with. I'm courteous, and yet I always come off as a team player. Not just come off, but act and do. And to know that this is finally being brought to, to one of the higher-ups' attention, It made me realize how important it is to not just have a dream, but to find a way to get there, one. Two, is to always be on guard. What do I mean by that? Well, I was, for four years in high school, I was in the RLTc program. And I was always taught that integrity is you always doing the right thing, even when no one is looking. Always doing the right thing, even when no one is looking. See, I've, I have always been on guard with my job. First off, I always made sure that I was on time and not on time. I always communicate with my, with my supervisors, with my dispatcher, I always made sure that everyone knew where I was. I kept myself accountable to my supervisor, to my dispatcher. That's number one. Number two, I always came off as a team player. If there's anything that needs to be done, I'm more than willing to do it. Even if I don't, even if I don't think that I'm qualified to do it, I'm always willing to learn. Number three, the other thing is that I always make sure that I respected and honored each and every person in their given position. Because no matter what, any given day of the week, not only could they possibly turn on me, but they could also possibly turn me in. Not to say that I do anything bad, I do anything illegal, that I say anything out of turn. But I always make sure that I express appreciation and that I always help and that I always work with my fellow co-workers and or supervisors. Because no matter what if I know that I need something that they'll help me just as I help them taking care of whatever needs to be taken care of even if it means stretching myself thin from time to time. Always be on guard because you never know Who's gonna help you get elevated to the spot where you wanna be at? Whether it be the next position in the career that you currently have, or they'll give you the reference necessary for when it all boils down to when you are moving into the area that you've been wanting to move into for a while. Your dream job, your dream career, whatever it may be. You always wanna be on your best guard. You always want to be on guard no matter what. And the only true way that that happens is when we operate in integrity. Living above reproach. Always being on guard. Because when we fail to be on guard, guess what? We end up getting ridiculed, embarrassed, and for some of us, we may end up being exiled for whatever reason it may be. I know that may seem a bit extreme, but follow me. There's gonna be a time when Jesus comes down, sitting on the judgment throne, and judging the people of the land. And there will be a point in time where we will, where there will be a group of people presenting themselves saying, Lord, Lord, I have cast the demons on your name. I've healed the sick, raised the dead, cleansed the leper. I ministered your gospel. And what will he say? Be gone from me, you workers of iniquity, for I never knew you. See, it's never enough to just always do good works. Never enough good works are good works, don't get me wrong, they come from a good heart. So, James, that's what Jesus tells us in a parable that a good fruit or a good tree only produces good fruit, but it cannot produce a bad fruit, it cannot produce bad fruit. It's the same thing with uh, a bad tree, cannot produce good fruit, it could only produce bad fruit now. I say that to say this. Anyone and everyone can be nice. But the question is, are you living above reproach? Are you guarding your heart? Are you guarding your mind? Are you doing everything necessary to be able to love on your neighbor as you love yourself? And, and, are you doing what's necessary to not just do things that the gospel commissions us to do? Or are you do? Are you building the relationships necessary to ensure that not only do you go astray, that you not go astray, but that your neighbor does not go astray? See, because if you love yourself, you would not allow yourself to get off the beaten path. But if you loved your, but if you didn't love yourself, you wouldn't care. You'd dive off a ditch if you wanted to. You'd dive off a mountain cliff if you wanted to. Always be on guard and live above reproach. How do we live above reproach? Well, for one thing, we follow the word of God. The word of God is not difficult. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, body, and strength. And to love your neighbor as you love yourself. These are the two greatest commandments that Jesus points out. Because he was asked. Out of all the commandments. Which are the greatest? He answered. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. To love your neighbor as yourself. So what's so hard about that? Oh, that's right. Because there's still some bitterness and unforgiveness towards your neighbor. That's not you being on guard and living above reproach. How about. Loving yourself in an illicit way through pornography, masturbation, uh, uh uh illicit relationships. That's not that's not loving God because you're to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, or body in some verses that that, that end up interjecting that. In some, in in a couple of the gospels, it adds body. <clears throat> so, question is: Are you living above reproach at that point? I'll admit I fall. There's been times in my life I've fallen to the sin of masturbation and the sin of pornography. I've allowed myself to have a wandering eye. I have, not going to deny it. I'll be transparent as transparent could be. But you know how often it is to hear pastors and leaders being addicted to pornography and making you think that you can get away with it just because they're at the pulpit. When yet little do you know that they will be, that their judgment is worse than those who are not of a leadership position. That's so what James tells us in chapter 4 at the beginning. I believe it's verse 3 or verse 4. See, the issue is that when we don't live above reproach, we catch ourselves slipping. And when we catch ourselves slipping, that's when all of a sudden we start doing stupid stuff. When we start doing stupid stuff, it becomes a stumbling block to our neighbors and to our family, to our wife and to our children, to where they think it's acceptable as well. Or even your husband in some cases. See, when we live above reproach, when we begin to when we begin to live a life that is pleasing and acceptable unto the Lord, we don't give room to sin and temptation. Rather we we resist the devil and he flees and we continue to stand our ground on the Word of God. Continually pursuing the kingdom of heaven versus partaking of the king. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> versus partaking the kingdom of darkness. This is the difference of being on guard and living above reproach. Many of us, the issue is cussing, using cuss words. Because it just flows out so naturally. I'll admit, there's times where i use a few cuss words here and there. Or I've spewed it out out of frustration and anger. I'm not going to lie to you guys. So much so where I use filler words and that annoys my wife. It does. Because she'll even check me on it. Like, dude, if you're going to say it, say it. Don't throw idle words around. Like, guy right, you you are right, you're right, you're right. Because uh, the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So this is where I would challenge each and every one of you as I close this up. When it comes to being on guard, living above reproach. You always got to be mindful. There's always someone looking out for you. There's always someone looking at you, there's always someone examining you. There's always someone that's trying to put you above everything else, because you're the one that has put yourself in the spotlight. Not intentionally, but you've been placed under the spotlight. And they're gonna look at every wrong, and every mishap. Because they, because they will either use it as an excuse for themselves to do it, or it will cause them to stumble and to fall away and to claim church hurt. So I encourage and challenge you today. Live above reproach. Live a life that is pleasing and acceptable. A life that edifies, a life that, that, that projects integrity, and a life that is the example of living above reproach. Challenge you. Because there's going to be no other way for people to be coming to Christ if you are not living a life above reproach. None whatsoever. Because guess what? At the end of the day, it's on your shoulders as to why people come or go within the body of believers. It's going to start with you. As we talked about this past Monday in the book of James. It's gonna start with you. So I encourage you, live above reproach. Do what you know is right, fight for what's right, and do not give room to the enemy by letting your guard down. With that being said, I love you guys. Have a blessed day, and I will see you guys I will talk to you guys Monday. As we enter James chapter 5, if I'm not mistaken, James chapter 5. No, scratch that. We're not in James chapter 5. We're finishing James chapter 4. As we continue on James chapter 4 and we begin to work with one another on knowing more on how it starts with us and what we can do to not just live above reproach, but live a life that's pleasing and acceptable unto the Lord. I love you guys. Have an awesome day. And I'll see you Monday. Don't forget Facebook, look it up, Fired Up Radio, or type in the handle at Fired Up Radio ninety-three. Also Spotify, Anchor.fm and Apple iTunes or the podcast app for iTunes. You can go ahead and also find the every broadcast there as well. Alright, I love you guys. Talk to you Monday. Bye.